0: Welcome to the SBCA podcast, Component Connection, looking at how businesses around the country are innovating to take advantage of opportunities in the construction supply chain. Now, here's your host, Sean Shields.
1: Welcome everyone on today's podcast brought to you by the Structural Building Components Association. We're going to continue our discussion with John Mattingly, president of Mattingly Lumber and Millwork in Granite City, Illinois. On the last episode, John talked about how Mattingly Lumber grew into the only turnkey lumber yard in the St. Louis market. On this episode, John and I are going to continue to dive deeper into their journey of adding field framing labor to their
0: operations. John,
1: welcome back to the podcast.
0: thank you very much. I certainly appreciated our first opportunity to visit and looking forward to today.
1: All right. So Mattingly Lumber now does everything from the foundation to the finish. I like that tagline too. Uh, That's a lot to take on. Let's talk a little bit about your efforts to bring field labor into your business model. So you talked a little bit in the last podcast about the field labor really sort of making or breaking your component manufacturing operations but i thought it was interesting when you were talking about your timeline you you sort of partnered with a field framer before you bought the component manufacturing operations right can you talk a little bit about you know everything that went into that decision of like yeah we're going to we're going to build this partnership and we're going to try to build a partnership with the field labor
0: so when you get into components uh, most people obviously are going to have been in the lumber business to start um, and what we don't realize is when you sell products to a marketplace, you don't embrace all the time how these products are being effectively utilized. And it's on—it's our fault as lumber companies that we really don't get into the weeds of understanding what goes on in the field. When we first got into components, um, it was a little hard to sell the the builder on the concept in St. Louis because it hadn't been embraced yet. The key to it was if we could have the carpenter crews understand that the goal of the component manufacturer is to make their life easier, that's when you become more successful. Very often, field framers will get it in their heads that this is taking time away from their job, taking money off of their contract making their job, although not true, an obsolete process. Um, It's it's a fear that the carpenters have. Well, when we introduced wall panels into the St. Louis market, uh, they, they have been in St. Louis for large commercial jobs, but not on the residential side. Um, we faced a lot of that. So we went out and started searching for someone who was willing to embrace our panel concept and build a company around that. So when we went out and started attracting and recruiting carpenters, we made sure that these were carpenters that were already willing and understood the concept of why we were doing panelization. Trusses were already well accepted in the St. Louis market, but panels were the one thing that were a little bit of the of the uh, outlier in, in our product mix. Sure. So a- as we added carpenters, we want to make sure, hey, guys, listen, this is what we're going to do. We're going to be doing wall panels. Are you okay with this? Do you understand why we're doing it? And when they come onto our job sites, they know that that's what we're going to do. So um, they don't fight it as much. If a carpenter wants to take a set of wall panels and, and look at the framing job that is done. Anybody can nitpick little tiny details that they're not happy with. And like I said in the last podcast, um, it's things that the field framers run into all the time, but they're not making those little small mistakes or a twisted stud or a a stud that's crowned the wrong way. Uh, The same things happen in the field, but it's because the component manufacturer produced that product. Uh, They're going to uh, fight it a little bit more, for lack of sure. a better description. Yeah, that makes sense. So uh, that, that's kind of how that's kind of how we solve that problem.
1: Excellent. So um, you start adding, uh, sort of building your your field framing labor uh, company, and now today you you employ over three hundred and fifty framers. Help help us understand how does that stack up against sort of the other field framing operations in St. Louis.
0: Um, we are one of the largest in the St. Louis metro market. Um, again, St. Louis is a, a union-dominated uh, carpentry and other skilled labor trade markets. So that brings some challenges, but it's, in my opinion, a lot of benefits also. Um, so we started off in 2003 uh, with really one crew of uh, uh, four guys. And as we grew a little bit, I, I believe we got up to about five or six crews in 2007, 2008, when when everything kind of fell apart. Um, But at that point, we made a strategic decision that we are not going to let a housing market that will likely be a short term, although we all know it lasted longer than that we wanted to, Mm -hmm. a short term problem manage our long term strategy. So we knew that eventually the housing market would pick up. So we tried to find every possible way to hire the best talent in the market as they were being let go of other companies. Mm -hmm. Other companies were just trying to survive at that point. And we, as the lumber company, already knew some of the best guys out in the field, some of the best carpenters, some of the best riding bosses, some of the best uh, crew chiefs. So we went out and picked them up. Although we knew we were going to take a loss on that in the short term, uh, we felt that that was the best move. As that happened and as the market started to recover in 2011, 2012, we found ourselves with the best people. And the best people changed a company from a, a 10-man operation to 350-plus, really, uh, today, uh, operation that uh, that dominates uh, the St. Louis market in, uh, in field labor. Wow.
1: Okay, so... You're, you're successful on the framing labor side of things because you've hired the best of the best in the St. Louis market. Does your product line also contribute to that success? I mean, how well have those two sort of married together? And I'm I'm also curious in asking that question, how have you sort of developed a feedback loop where those, those field framers, those guys that absolutely know how the building goes together, feedback to Either the production side or the design side to make sure that it continues to be sort of a, a smooth collaboration between the two entities.
0: Well, I'll, I'll answer the the second question first. How do we? How did we uh, integrate the two companies? It's the best move that we made as a company is we brought field framers into the lumber company atmosphere. So we actually hi- We actually brought a few of our key framers and managers and we employed them now at the lumber company so they look they bring in their 20 plus years of experience in the field and incorporate all those all that knowledge into the lumber company so when we're designing trusses we're designing wall panels we're doing anything it's coming from a framers mind that they know the problems that have happened on the field. They know the struggles that carpenters have. And they can incorporate that into our not only our design process, but our delivery process, the build process. Everything that we do here is coming from a framers mentality. And the second part, which was your first question, skilled labor is the biggest challenge that any builder has right now. It's across the country. We all know that labor market is tight. Every opportunity that we can make a field, a skilled carpenter's job more efficient, whether it be pre-cutting headers, whether it be uh, uh, stacking a set of floor trusses a different way, any time that we can make them more productive and more efficient in the field is a huge benefit for our end customer because we've taken away those more remedial type jobs that we can do in a warehouse setting on an automated saw or uh, a one person can come in and focus nothing but cutting stair treads for a four-hour shift of their eight-hour day. Uh, as, and we obviously have a, a, a manufacturing facility that's under roof that we don't have to deal with the weather issues. We can run more hours in a manufacturing facility. As we continue to make those skilled trades more efficient, more houses can be built. And uh, that's a benefit uh, not only for uh, us as the owners of the carpentry company to provide uh, a a service to the builder at a better price, uh, but the builders get to turn those houses quicker.
1: Hmm. You know, John, you're doing a great job talking about efficiency and and reducing cycle times and job sites and all that kind of thing. I'm also curious, just because you control the labor as well, I mean, is, is there consideration or have you learned anything or gotten any feedback from your field labor about safety in the job site? Has that improved as well? Not only the safety side, but how about like material waste and that kind of thing? Like, have they seen a change in that as well? Is that is does that make a difference for them?
0: It, it absolutely does. Um, one of the biggest problems we have, obviously, in the field is uh, back issues. Um, and when you take away a, a young carpenter who ultimately gets the worst job out in the field, and that's uh, uh, carrying two by fours and pieces of plywood upstairs, up ladders um, in dangerous areas, if all of a sudden that you're putting those walls together and they're not doing as much as that of that process, uh, it, it absolutely makes the work environment much more safe uh, as far as repetitive motions. Uh, as far as waste goes, uh, one of the, I guess, most glaring changes that we actually could put our finger on as far as time goes and waste is when we change to pre-cutting all of our floors. So traditionally, a lot of lumber yards will send out their engineer wood in 48 foot, 38 foot, and they'll just send out a cut sheet to the field and tell the carpenters, well, here you go. This is what you guys have to figure out. So when we started pre-cutting all of our floors, we can, right now we're cutting them to the foot, but we can go down as close to the 16th of an inch. Every joist that goes out on the job site is basically ready to drop onto that floor. When we started putting a clock to that, it was saving seven hours of field labor time on a typical 2500 square foot track type home off of the carpenter's time uh, installing that uh, doing that house so if you take seven hours off of a job site at let's just say hundred dollars an hour uh, that's a lot of money but more importantly it's a lot of time it's a lot of a lot less uh, risk with the carpenters bending over cutting that product on the ground it just makes their life a whole lot easier out in the field.
1: Okay, so last question for you. obviously most of the people listening they're not going to be able to run out and just start um, running their own field framing crews, right They're not going to become a uh, an integrated lBM or an integrated component manufacturer overnight. I'm curious what advice you might have about you know adopting a more collaborative relationship with the framers as you as you pointed out a couple of times on these two episodes, Uh, You know, the field labor can really make or break your operation, particularly when it comes to wall panels, which I think is one of the products that's growing the quickest in our industry. What advice would you would you give to the listener about, you know, what they maybe could do with regard to their relationship with their field labor?
0: I I think the one important thing to do is understand that the field is your friend if you make it your friend. Pre-construction meetings can solve so many problems out in the field. If everybody can sit down once a month or even once a quarter, and I say everybody, everybody in the in your line of the building process, you would sit down with the carpenters and talk about the issues that they're having, understand how to make their life easier. Little things, delivery times, um, where to set material, those types of conversations Um, things that are getting missed out on the job site. If you can have those kind of conversations, you're going to build a relationship with the field. We have found that the builders are going to listen a whole lot more to the carpenters than they are going to listen to their lumber yard. The carpenters just seem to have the ear because they're closer out on the job. When the project manager goes out on the job site, they're talking to the carpenters every day. They might talk to their lumber rep once a week, if that So if you can marry the two or even get closer to what's actually going on out in the field, you'll find that your job will make their job easier and collaboratively, you will both be better companies for it. Um, But somebody that's looking to get into the business, start simple. Don't go out and invest a fortune in a bunch of equipment. Uh, Pick one thing that you want to do. If it's something as simple as pre-cutting floor treads. Uh, for your builder, are pre-cutting headers. It's not a big investment, but it puts you just a little bit ahead of your competition selling something. If that takes an hour or five hours away from the carpenter's time and allows them to be more efficient, those are the types of little steps that you can take on your journey to becoming more of a component manufacturer. Excellent.
1: John, this has been really insightful. Thanks so much for being on the podcast.
0: Well, I really appreciate it. And again, I really appreciate the support that uh, your organization gives us every step of the way.
1: Well, if you've enjoyed what you've heard, please give this podcast a favorable rating and share it with others. Also, consider subscribing to SBCA's Component Connection podcast on whatever platform you use most. That way, you'll immediately know when we publish our next podcast.
0: This has been a Component Connection podcast brought to you by SBCA. If there's a topic you'd like us to cover in a future episode, send it to podcast at sbcacomponents.com.